Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Fans make it four in a row. A come from behind victory against the Los Angeles Kings. Didn't start very well, did it? How about that first period? Wow. The Oilers find the right stuff. And a big shootout win. Derek Ryan. Of all people, Derek Ryan. Welcome to Got You Back. Brought to you as always by our title sponsor, Sherwood View with GMC. They want to thank you for your continued support through 2023. Because of you, they are the number one volume GMC dealership in the entire country. And they would like to wish you all fantastic holiday season, a happy new year, and a fantastic 2024 year ahead. For all your vehicle needs, go see Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park online. You can check out all they have to offer at www dot gmcpod.com coming to you from the long shot studio out here in sherwood park they're available for corporate events did you know yeah there's so much more than just golf great food great spot to go watch the game and fantastic track man simulators that is long shots golf locations on stony plain road and in sherwood park we strutty away and brownie busy at the moment we go to the A squad again. Joaquin Gage joins us. Gage, how you doing, buddy? Back to back, got your backs. This is this doesn't happen often. Usually, it's just one and done with me, right? Yeah, right? that's my mo. But no, I'm back again. Uh, lots of fodder between Strudwick and I, which is which is always good. It's, yeah, it's not quite Biz and Butch, but uh, no, yeah. Biz What's and going Butch on light? with Biz and Butch? Holy smokes, Biz nasty and Butch Goring just absolutely devouring each other on so it's almost hard to watch it's like what's what's happening here yeah butch uh butch should just put on that old lid and and go at him again that uh, <laughs> that would be good <laughs> uh hey zuby behind the scenes you gotta pop in here uh i believe your mom who is a regular contributor to the pod and a regular listener did you see yes. the youtube comment she dropped last podcast giving major and i crap <clears throat> yeah coming to straight coming to Stratty's defense. I did see that. Um, that I have no control. <laughs> I have no control over my mother in this regard. I love that she's a loyal listener. She's obviously a, a fan of Strud's. Yeah, she said, what is this pick on Stratty day? But she listens all the time. Almost every day is pick on Stratty day. But uh, I guess he, she felt he wasn't uh, able to defend himself in yeah. this instance. Did you feel at all bad about teeing off on Strud's the way we did the other night, Gager? Because I certainly didn't. I mean, no, because it, and everyone's not privy to what he says about me in, in certain situations. Yeah. Like He's I harsh. always get the the He's the harsh. aftermath of, oh, did you hear what Struddy said? Oh, did you hear what <laughs> Struddy said? I mean, you knew he was watching, right? So it was it was essentially. I'd said it right to his face. So you, you did on um, his own podcast, on, on in, his his own podcast. In, in his own segment, you took a run at the guy, <laughs> which is amazing. In his own yeah. real estate on the podcast, you just dismantled him. Look, it's, it, it, I'm sure Struddy and I can, can have a few China whites to, to iron things out later on. But uh, <laughs> right now it's a, uh, it's game time. Got to have your game face on. 
Sounds good. Zuby, we'll check in with you for Ask Us Anything. Uh, we'll do that. Take some questions off the stream. We are live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube. And Saber Cove comes in with this gem early. Rashog, man, we rip Struddy all the time for his dress attire, and you're dressed like a leprechaun. Do we need to talk? I'll admit I'm a little green heavy tonight. I just walked upstairs, had to throw on the hat. Like, the hair is atrocious tonight. So, yeah, maybe maybe a little too hard on the green stuff. But thanks, Saber Cove for the early confidence here in the podcast. Um, Gager, any hints as to what Gager's, uh, Gavin with Gager's going to be tonight? Are you, are you taking another run at the big man, or what are we you doing? Know, you know, I, I, I thought I would take it easy. I, I did have a second volley to go at him, maybe further down the road, uh, Ryan. But, no, I think we're just with the current setting, um, I think we're going to go into the, uh, the New Year's resolutions and what I feel about Oh, I like those. it. Um, quick explanation on your sweater. Some some people are asking her on the stream. What what does that say? Napa Napa Piri. Napa Piri. Okay. Yeah. Just to design a clothes, you know, trying to keep uh lift the value. I know people are, are getting mad at Streddy with his attire. I'm trying to just get a little bit more designer. That's design. Wear. What you're wearing right now is designer. Oh yeah. You don't get you, you, just, just their name strapped across the front of it in black and exactly. red. That's design. You got letting everybody know. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'll check in with Sterling over at Mr. Dirk and find out uh, just how styling that actually is. All right. Heck of a game tonight, Gager. Really, really good and lots to talk about. So let's get to our breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop. They're a very unique shop for a couple of reasons. If you can think of it, they can get it done. They do custom jobs like uh, custom exhaust, engines, custom bodywork, and they're also the Ghostbusters. If you've got a problem that others cannot figure out, Marty and his staff will not quit until they have an answer. They love that challenge. High standards and great service. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. Boy, I, I really do want to start at the end and talk about Derek Ryan and talk about Connor McDavid, but I think we do need to go a little bit chronological here tonight, Gager, just because the LA Kings are such a tactical team. And it's a it's a like it's a puzzle of a game. And the orders really fell victim to that tactical game in the first period where they just couldn't find the formula for that first 20 minutes. That was a lopsided sheet of ice. Unbelievable! Like we were so pumped. I was jacked about this game, right? I think we both were just to to see what what was going to unfold with these two teams uh, having this this date circled for the past eight months. Um, man, it yeah, it, I was okay with it. I was okay with that first ten minutes in the dressing room. You will hear, uh, "Let's weather the storm," right? Let's get out of that first ten minutes. Stuart Skinner was unbelievable in that first ten minutes. I loved his game. Um, the Oilers just, you know, I wasn't too worried. In, in probably, if I looked at the beginning of the season, seeing Oilers starts was re it really showed how how that game was going to unfold. But to uh, weather that kind of, I didn't like the second goal. I mean, I thought the first one, Stuart Skinner. That's a that's a pretty good shot. I didn't like yeah. the second one. The Kempe goal, right, where he grabbed it and snapped it top shelf there? Yeah, it's just short side, all alone, off wing. Looking at Stuart Skinner's positioning, I think you can do a better job of just taking away the short side, right? At least it's okay. just going to hit you at that point. Um, but realistically, King should have been up by three or four if you look at some of those saves he made. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. The other thing about that 2 nothing goal – um, 
Darnell Nurse, something odd happened at the blue line with Darnell Nurse there. He went to, he sort of went to pinch, but he didn't get the puck or the guy. And his guy ended up blitzing up the wing. Now, I looked at a couple of replays, and I didn't actually see what the interaction was, but it looked like I'm not sure if Kempe just made a real veteran move there and kind of figured out a way to shimmy past him. But Nurse ended up losing his balance and following, or in falling, I should say. So a bit of a tough pinch there that results in that rush and then just a hell of a shot. There was also a missed opportunity. I think Leon could have <clears throat> ended the play early with a with a hit on the wall. Okay. I'm not – and and that kind of was in looking for a pass to the middle and and gave Kopitar a little bit of extra time there. If he would have finished him right away with a good solid check, I think I don't think that goal happens. But saying that coming out of that period with the with the way they played, it was on the back of Stuart Skinner and, and kept them within uh, within reach because that second period, obviously obviously the ice is a little bit lopsided because the Oilers just went nuts in the second period. The Dr. Carpy says Kempe picked him. So maybe, uh, no. you know, Kempe, I'm not sure if he used the shoulder or whatever. I, at the angles that I saw just didn't seem to make it clear. But uh, an interesting, savvy play there that gave Kempe that, that odd man rush. So then we push ahead to the second period. And the highlights of the second period, like Connor McDavid had a sequence of plays there where he, you know, he ends up scoring that power play goal, which was which was ridiculous. <laughs> then he has that sequence for four on four, you know, where he ends up setting up dry sidle. Um, yeah, he ends up drawing a penalty. Like he just he was a he was a beast in that second period in particular. But Gager, like you tell me, scoring when you shoot from behind the goal line, that is tough to do, man. It's it's a horrible goal. I mean it I look at the Kempe goal, the second one, not a great goal. Connor's first one, that that's just, I don't understand why goalies go into that position and give them so much, like knowing that that's the only place that they can shoot is to, and I mean, he banked it off his ear, but just, and he had just position, tried it. Yeah, he just tried, and he should have scored. Like, he hit the bar. Like, there was tons of room there. This time, he actually, I think, aimed for the side of Talbot's face. But I, I, I yeah, it, I, I don't like shorthanded goals, like, or short side goals. Um, just they seem stoppable pucks to me at all times. When a yep. short side goal went on, it just drove me crazy because I, how do I let that in? Like, he's, I just, like you can almost make guys shoot where you want to when yeah. they see more net on one side or the other. Uh, Talbot's got to do a better job than that. I mean, that that's just it so allowed the Oilers this. to get back in it. Let me ask you this about that about that goal. What what's it called when the goalie's down hugging the post like that on one knee? There's a name for it. It's like a yeah, it's something like a re v VH a, reverse VH reverse VH type yeah. thing something like that. So when you're doing a pre scout and you're watching other teams' goaltenders. I mean, I imagine McDavid looks at this kind of stuff. Would there be there? Would there be something about the way Talbot is in that position that would have told McDavid this is going to be there for you? Because it was one thing to try it once; it was another thing on his next handle to go ahead and try it again. It was almost like he knew it was going to be there. He knew ahead of time and and was and was looking for it. I, I just think you see it with every goalie. I I I don't like it in a lot of times when. You have to recognize what's around you. Like there was no, there was no danger uh, of a pass across at that point. Yeah. Like that, it being at that angle, he can't put the puck over to Leon at, at where Connor was. Um, and I understand the positioning side of things. 
but you see it when goalie or players are on their backhand in the corner and you see these goalies go down into this position. I just think it's a, it's a wasted move and effort when the most dangerous guy is the guy without the puck in front. And I think as a goalie, it is much easier to get into position if that pass is made from your standing position on your feet than down on one knee. For sure. Um, what else did you see in the second period there? Uh, you know, like the Oilers did a lot to get themselves back into it. McDavid played a big part in it, but what else do you think helped tip the scales a little bit? Um, I, I, from watching the Kings in the first period and seeing how they were playing, there, there was, I mean, the Oilers didn't have a lot of jump, but the Kings didn't allow them to have a lot of jump either. No. There was no room in their own zone. They were completely blanketed and they got up by two goals. And I felt that they kind of, they let the, they let their foot off the gas a little bit and went into that kind of defensive shell looking to hopefully capitalize on the Oilers mistakes. And you've seen like coach Nabla, the, the one thing he says is do, do the simp like the, the non-skill things perfectly. Right. So you saw the Oilers making there was no turnovers at the blue lines. Like if there yeah. was a 50 50 chance that it was the puck was going deep. Right. And there was none of those. What I hate is those four foot backhand sauce passes like there was no they didn't allow the Kings to use their turnover game to build any advantage, which I thought was perfect like to and that's a sign of a real mature team especially down two going into the second trying to get back into this game probably trying to do a little bit too much they kept it simple and that's i think one of the reasons why other things opened up and look oilers best players came to play tonight connor was unbelievable leon didn't like the penalty in the second period but scores a great goal it's great some great plays that I don't think go unrecognized in the defensive zone with with Leon, uh, taking sticks, making sure the blue line play was great. Um, very enjoyable game. Very. Yeah, enjoyable. I, I thought it was tons of fun. Uh, the thing I like about this matchup is the Kings have Kings have beefed themselves up a little on the blue line, and there's a few, few matchups with those blue liners, like the Drysidle and Gavrikov matchup. I thought was interesting to watch. Uh, McDavid and Dowdy is always just a ton of fun, right? They're just so yeah. competitive. We had Connor McDavid on our podcast with Pierre LeBron and I, and he talked specifically about you know playing against McDavid and how much he he loves it and gets up for it. You can just see the competitive juices. Like Drew Dowdy, I don't know how many I don't know how many uh, hits the stat sheet had him at here uh, four, but I bet he threw ten. Like he was aggressive oh, yeah. tonight, physical. So this was a this was a grind. This wasn't easy for the Oilers, and then they end up. You know, Stuart Skinner, I thought, did a real good job in the third period when he needed to. Uh, man, he made some, like, overall his night tonight, Gager, some real high degree of difficulty saves in the early going and then steady the rest of the way. Yeah, and it all started this uh, the first three shots of the game. Like, pretty yeah. solid, you know, left pad save. Has to clean up the rebound with another left pad save. Um, makes a <laughs> unreal third save, taking away a goal. Just real good focus i go back to you know you were talking about after the break and and how uh how is that going to affect goalies i think goalies um it's more advantageous for a goalie not to face pucks all the time if i don't know if you heard uh kelly rudy i believe it was in the in the toronto carolina game but they were talking about samsonov and mm -hmm. how to get his game back 
And mm-hmm. I didn't know this about Kelly Rudy. Like he went to go see Tony Robbins before the the what is it 92 93 season or 93. Oh, really? went, yeah, I didn't know went, that. When they went to the like he took the Kings to the finals that year because he was struggling with that that mental side of the game. So Kelly says they tell Samson off, they bring him into the room. And let me know what you think about this, Ryan. Because I was, I was, I'm on the fence. I can, I'm trying to put my goalie hat on and and then something else. But he said they go to Samsonov, tell him, okay, you're going to the minors, but not yet. We want you just to go away, relax for a week, just nothing. When you come back, you're going to go to the minors. You're not going to play right away. You're going to just practice, practice for a week until you get into your first game. So a complete full reset of where he was like struggling in the NHL, get away, don't think about it to go, okay, now I'm down to the minors. I'm practicing because it's a different kind of system, different ways to think, different players that you're playing with. And then not even get into a game for like another week until until you feel ready again. And I was like, that's... I, I wouldn't I, like it if I were him. <laughs> well, that's for damn sure. You start to yeah. be like, yeah, this this all sounds great. Yeah, this is really gonna. I'm just gonna practice really hard, and then when I do get a chance, I'm gonna play great and great plan, everybody. Like goalies just want to play. You'd just be like, how about I take a break, like everybody else, and regroup, come back and see if you know, see how I look after the break. Why don't you, why don't you give me that? Give me that as a guy who's been around a bit. Uh, I just I I'm, I think of Jack Campbell. Like would that have suited him better than? I think it's a different kind of situation, but yeah. like I don't, I don't know. I, I, I do understand the need for, for depending on the workload, a little bit of load management or yeah. how things are going with a goalie. I mean, we're talking about how is Skinner going to get some rest here, and I think the same thing with the Kings. I mean, Talbot's on pace for six over sixty games, and. We all saw what happened to him in the playoffs, kind of losing a little bit of steam too. But um, yeah, finding that proper rest, I think, for a goalie is crucial. Is crucial because there's not many of those guys that can that can play that sixty plus and then perform uh, in the playoffs as well. Let's talk about overtime and the shootout. We were debating like a month ago overtime and the and the rules and. Is there something that should be done to avoid all these regroups? Tonight was a great example of that possession. They were so respectful of one another. They wanted to keep yeah. possession at all times. But, yeah, there were some painful regroups, and there were some lulls in it. And then there were some a few exciting moments. But when you watch a three-on-three like that, I kind of think, like, yeah, maybe do something. I don't know. My suggestion before was to get rid of the long change. Um you know, get rid of the long change in overtime and maybe that would avoid some of those regroups. But what did you think of the OT? And uh, and then we'll get to Derek Ryan in the shootout. Tentative. Both teams not wanting to make a mistake, right? Um, I think the way I would change it is I think I wouldn't give a uh, a point for the loser at that point. Yeah. I'd, it'd go right... It'd have to go to the shootout to gain that uh, that loser point. I think... Sure, maybe in the beginning of the year you see it a little bit more tentative, but then, like you take a team like Calgary last year that lost 14 games, you know, they would probably be pressing a little bit more at times. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you would even see um, what you see in Europe: you gain full possession, 
goalie comes to the bench, guys throw out a fourth attacker, right? right. Like stuff like that you might see <laughs> later on in the in the in this in the season because those that extra point and the fact that the other team if it's a four point game can't gain any like is really losing ground here. Mm-hmm. I think that would that might open it up a little bit. So Derek Ryan got the tap and you know his numbers like he's good at this. And some are even suggesting on the stream that should probably go in go in there ahead of Leon Dreisaitl, who had that yeah, wasn't a great effort from Leon Dreisaitl. But man, Ryan had a tough night. You know, high sticked, hit from behind. He's just disrespected out there night after night after night. And then he goes out and wins a game for his team. I thought that was pretty, pretty baller of Derek Ryan to do. You know, those types of things, and you've been in dressing rooms where a guy has just a night where he's just beat to a pulp and yeah. you know and he he ends up being the 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 game winning guy like that's uh, that's a galvanizing moment for a team for to sure. see what your your old veteran guy that you know a lot of young guys probably look up to um see what he had to battle through get into a situation where the game's on his stick and put it away for the team that's uh, that's huge. I mean, look no further than the bench after that. Connor looked like a little kid I coached at a tournament. You know, he was jumping up and down for joy for one of their teammates to score this goal. Like they were all just giddy little kids. It was great. I love seeing emotion like that for teams and to do it against the Kings in a place where, you know, if we're looking at that crystal ball, it's a long ways away, but winning a game like this in their arena just builds up the confidence a little bit more. 100% it does. And it wasn't just after Derek Ryan's goal. You watch McDavid celebrate that dry sidle goal. Yeah. Like, man, that was that was like emotion, like playoff-style celebration emotion, just like you could see it in his face. Same thing with dry sidle. Uh, these guys wanted this game, and there was a stretch of five weeks earlier this year where – didn't matter what happened out there. McDavid was not celebrating anything, right? No, he did yeah. that was gone from his demeanor in his game because they just had the life sucked out of him. But their mojo is back, Gager, and the Oilers are on some kind of rock and roll streak right now, man. They're what are they? Ba-ba-ba, Twelve and three in their last fifteen. We're going to talk big picture coming up next in our takeaway segment. Where this team is at just how significantly they've turned it around, what it looks like in the standings, and what might be possible. That's coming up in our takeaway segment. Before we go, though, though, Mike Smith on the stream, also adding in, not to completely pile on, but thank God your face isn't sunburned. You could pass for a jar of Manzilla pimento stuffed olives. (laughs) Mike? Oh, just get in those last jabs before the the new year i guess i'm right? not reading them i mean i just i saw it. whatever gotta read it uh okay that was the uh, the breakdown brought to you by adrenaline diesel a reminder that joaquin gage's appearance on the podcast tonight whether he knows it or not was brought to you by our good buddies over at Kinprint. it's a local company family owned they have decades of experience filling any and all of your promotional apparel and embroidery needs. Yes, we're going to get some Got Your Back hats done up here in the new year. Got to start doing some giveaways on the pod. So I think we'll do some we'll do some hats or some shirts or something. We'll get to get a little bit of apparel going, and our good buddies at Kinprint are going to help us out. Visit kinprint.ca. Quick break. When we come back, some big picture Euler thoughts. We're going to have Ask Us Anything as well. So keep your uh, contributions coming in on our YouTube stream. We'll be back right away. 
Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. All right, time for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsport. The weather may not be warm, but the boat deals of Martin Motorsports definitely are hot. December, great time to get into a new or new-to-you boat as they're clearing out the old inventory or even better custom order a 2024 model just the way you want it at the best prices of the year. Check them out online, martinmotorsports.ca to view their current inventory. Fantastic showroom. They are loaded with stock. So if you want to go get eyeballs on some amazing machines, a couple of locations here in Edmonton. Okay, Gager, big picture here. Uh, you know, they won 12 of their last 15. They're f- four in a row here. They have completely turned this thing around and completely changed the script here on the season. This has been really impressive. Of 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 the things that have contributed to the turnaround. What, do you, what has impressed you the most that they've been able to do as a unit? The thing that I guess I just over the last, what is that, probably five or six games, the um, the way that they've responded to things going well and the when, when things aren't going the Oilers' way uh, also, they've, they've stuck to the game plan. We've seen... Well, even in that in the, the the first part of the season, it was a bunch of guys trying to do too much at times, right? And yeah. just n- trying things to get results that just weren't going to happen. And you see tonight, you see those the games against the the Devils, the Rangers that come from behind that they're that they're able to manifest in their game and just sticking with their with their simplified system. I just that's the most impressive thing to me because that's and that's a mark of a of a really good team to when they're when they're all playing the same way you look at really good teams in the past or really good regular season teams i always say it's you can't even distinguish between lines 1 and line 4 because they're all playing the exact same way and i do think with what you saw tonight was 
a consistent effort. Now, maybe slightly not in the first period, but you saw yeah. what they tr- were trying to accomplish throughout the whole game, and everyone was playing the exact same way. And when they do that, it's very difficult to 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 play up against. And look, when your best players are doing it, it's a lot easier for everyone to do it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. They've been uh, like their five on five game has been pretty good. Hey, yeah. I mean, their power play has gone away here in the last four or five games. Yet they're still piling in the goals at even strength. And there was a time where that was just something they struggled so much with to to generate at even strength. And this team has has found a way to do it. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the the uptick in the blue liners? Struddy and I have talked a lot about this on the pod. I don't know if your eyebrow was raised in the same way when they brought Paul Coffey in, but as you run down the blue liners, it's tough to find any that haven't had a pretty significant uptick, although some noting Kulak's minutes tonight being significantly down. Um, But it just feels like those, you know, for, for them to be making big mistakes the way they were for a month and a half and for us to be constantly talking about it. And then suddenly they're just, they're kind of not really there. They're, they're not noticeable. (laughs) And if, if they are, they're, they're seldom like, how does that happen where you go from constantly making them to seldom making them and your D becoming a real strength in your game? That's <laughs> it was almost like a light switch too with Paul Coffey. And maybe that was the voice that was needed, right? A a guy to say, Yeah, I want you guys to to start making plays, right? And if you're I think his actual quote was if you're not, if you're not willing to do that or if you can't do it, we'll get someone else who can. So there was there was accountability with on the defensive side to start making plays. And I I do think there was a subtle adjustment. We talked about that subtle little play up the middle to to yep. and not always going up the the wall. Teams were starting to cheat on the wall and take that away right away, but I do think it's a more cohesive unit breaking out of their own end. Like they're Guys are coming lower, trying to gain speed. It just seems like they're playing more like a five-man unit with those. And we do see kind of the Bouchard-Eckholm pairing a lot with the McDavid line, right? So we're I, – I haven't heard Coach Nabla talk about that, but the old Red Army, right? Five-man units yeah. play. So maybe that's a little bit more implementation on his part, which I – I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. Like when you play with certain players over a course of a year consistently, you start to learn tendencies, how guys work, where guys are. It's almost a, you're almost like this, not as good, but the Sedine brothers knowing where everyone is on the ice, just because you've played with them so much. So I, I, I think that's, that's one of the other things that, uh, that's really changed from those first two months till now. ADN pointing out on the YouTube stream in Vinny's media availability yesterday, he said a big thing, everyone doing their own part and trusting their partner will do the same. It did seem earlier in the year like guys were not just focused on doing their job, but just trying to do too much as well. What was the mistake, right? Like they, they, the, a mistake would happen and everyone tried to cover up for it. And it was just a comedy of errors when, when stuff like that happens. Darnell Nurse is solidified like he's – He's playing unbelievable. I yeah. mean, they all are. To, I think Bouchard, you, too. Boo, I mean, Bouchard, the uptick and the quality of Bouchard's game has been pretty it, stunning. His decision-making from the start of the year till now has completely reversed. Like, 
you we all talked about how yeah his defensive play is not great but his poise you see that poise with the puck in the offensive zone it's unbelievable he's somehow brought that offensive poise to on the defensive side and like there was a play in the the first shift where i think it was more that just railroaded him and he took the hit backed off surveyed the situation got the puck made a play and came out the uh, the other side right it was just he he didn't phase him at all it seems like you know they they do say the d-men get to that certain number of games and they start feeling a little bit more comfortable maybe we're seeing that with bouchard now yeah where are you at on connor brown bud oof i thought he played okay tonight yeah, I I was I was hoping for a goal like he had it in the third couple good chances. Um, look, he's he's good on the penalty kill. Uh, he he did some good things, but I don't know. I I I I really don't know. He's become, I think, expendable to the point where I don't think he's a regular in the lineup. If there's, if there's more guys, like if, if everyone's healthy, he could be the, the guy uh, sitting up in the press box. Just you, you need production, right? And he's just not providing the type of production that I think the, the, the Oilers need in, in those situations. They got to find something down there because this is, I mean, you he played good tonight. Tonight was a, an, a, a glimpse into the Kings with rolling their four lines. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're a good solid team and it, it kind of worked, but I think you just, when, when you get into those series, you need a little bit more production f- throughout your whole lineup. And unfortunately he's just not bringing it right now. We'll get to the Weiss Johnson mentions here on YouTube. Might be chilly right now, but you will be a hero when that first day of heat arrives it's the gift that keeps on giving a new air conditioning unit installed by the pros from Weiss Johnson. Order now and save with their festive uh, December special. 25% off any in-stock air conditioner. For details, check out wjcools.com. ADN says, I noticed Connor Brown tonight more than I have all season. At least shows some compete uh, now on the defensive side of the puck. Oh, no, that was he's, uh, that was uh, J-Dub talking about Evan Bouchard. Uh, Brown will score against the Ducks before or before year-end, I hope, says Ryan Smith's nose. Oh, come on now with that handle. Goodness <laughs> sakes. Uh, Braden Johnson says, I still think Brown is finding his game coming back from injury. He's been getting better, and I'm guessing they believe he has more or they would be sitting him. Don't forget, they did healthy scratch him not too long ago. Uh, my opinion, says Dave0904, he was off from hockey a whole year. It's going to take time regardless. You wonder if when he gets one, if the, the little mini floodgates will open up a little bit like it did for Ryan McLeod. He was on a nice little run there. By the way, we'll make mention, no points for Ryan McLeod tonight. I thought he competed hard in an important game. I thought he was trying to do his doing his best to finish checks. Didn't always go great for him, but good on him. I thought his competitive level, his compete level, met the moment. Gager. Yeah, and I think that's just a evidence of how he's got success over the last few weeks. Right? He's he's gone to a little bit more difficult areas to score, not just the the water bug buzzing around the the outside finishing checks the one thing taking hits and and, and 
initiating contact in the corner with the puck, like protecting the puck and trying to do that Connor McDavid kind of roll off, right? You yeah. didn't see that before. He was he was shying away from all physical contact on the ice. And now it's it's a it's it's a different player, someone that you're going to need. And I I, I liked what to seeing what he did going up against, you know, Dubois and and things. Like he he didn't back down at all. So I mean, maybe it's getting back into that that L.A. Kings series in the back yeah. of his mind. Goes, oh yeah, I had to play like this. So that's just, this is what I have to do to, for yeah. us to be successful. So. He's he's found his compete level lately. You see yeah. him try and throw the hit and just get buried. Yeah, he yeah. just got buried. Yeah. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, that might be the last one he tries to throw all night. <laughs> like something like that might have chased him out of a game physically before, but yeah. he didn't. He stayed he stayed engaged. And again, Gager, my point on McLeod was always. I don't. I didn't want him to start hitting because I thought it was gonna like dramatically change the game or that he would be so dominant. But when he was willing to go out and throw hits and play the game physically, that would put him in the headspace he needed to be in to be successful out there. Not because his hits were gonna make that much of a difference, but when he's thinking the game like that and he's going to the middle of the ice and he's making harder plays and he's been good lately. So we got to give him a lot of credit because we were certainly hard on him earlier on uh, this season on the podcast. All right, still tons to come on the podcast. Next segment, we're going to take a lap. Gager has decided what the content will be. A little bit of a look outside the orders around the NHL, so we'll wait for that. Then we've got Gavin with Gager, also known as Gager's World, uh, sitting in for Struddy tonight, and then ask us anything. we got lots of people on the stream right now. Keep firing your comments into Zuby. And he will gather uh, some of them and we'll do a, a good solid Ask Us Anything segment. So quick break and then we will take a lap. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. It is time to take a lap. Brought to you by our good friends over at Backscape, the product that is taking the online world by storm right now. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape, as Struddy is demonstrating in the shower right there. The water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction, no bumps or cuts. It's easy, it's awesome. I've used it. I think it works great. Right now, they got a huge sale, 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right directly to your door. All right, Gager. 
What journey are you taking us on tonight, buddy? What's got your attention around the league as we take a lap? Well, I, you know what? It's the end of the year, Shaggy. Uh, and uh, I just, uh, I thought I would just, over this this young NHL season, kind of take three of the top surprises oh, that surprised me I like in it. the NHL so far. So, um, <laughs> and these are a little bit off, but some things that I just keep, Keep my eye on, keep my okay. ear to the ground. That, that, I love that, this. That. We're getting deep into the brain of Gager. I like so, it. So, I mean, look, I, I, I've always liked dominance of a player, like or, okay. in a sport. It just it fascinates me the, the, the skill level of people to to perform at a high level over such a long time. And I look at Alexander Ovechkin coming in at number three. I thought we would be looking at this like a. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa type of thing come come the start of the playoffs where he's getting, you know, close and we're talking about it more. But what's surprising is Ovi's not finding the back of the net so far. And I know mm-hmm. Backstrom's had some some problems and that's his number one guy to to get him the puck and got a one disallowed last night that was that that was a shame. But yeah, the one of the big surprises is Ovi's doesn't isn't putting it in like he like he normally seven goals right so he's 34 yeah. games seven goals 21 points and he's putting that record uh, whether or not it's still in reach or not we'll see he's gonna have to have a pretty significant turnaround because gager you know this as well as anyone when it goes it goes yeah and once it's gone it's hard to get back when you're that age yeah, that's that's the one thing I I worry about with him. It's it come it goes quick. Father time, it, he he eventually gets you. So hopefully he can he can bounce back a little bit and make it interesting. But yeah, that's a, that was number three. Number two, which I being the goalie on on now the podcast, um, yep. it's goalie woes. I have as number two. Yeah. Like looking tonight, huge story. Um. You're looking at the Maple Leafs and the Carolina Hurricanes in the first game, just how everyone seems to be injured. I we, I talked about the Kelly Rudy thing with Samsonov. Even here in Edmonton, you know, we're we're looking at some of these guys that just aren't performing. And how many teams, when they when they brought up the graphic, are looking for that type of support? Yeah. Like I said, there's not many of those guys anymore that play those 60, 70 games. You need this help, and I'm just. I'm wondering of where the where these goalies are. Why can't why can't guys establish themselves as like bona fide number one go to guys anymore? When there's mm-hmm. when there used to be a a bunch, there's there seems to only be a handful now in the NHL. And I, you know, I, it's funny because I I went to the local rink and I was looking at uh, players and seeing some goal. And I'm just wondering if goalies have just become blockers now. You know, they, they're just, they're so technically strong, which is great. A solid foundation of goaltending is definitely what you need. Um, but just their, their inability to, to, I don't know, make those big saves when it counts and just try letting the puck hit them at times, you know, it just, yeah, I don't know. So let me bring know. that one back around to the oil. Cause a question came in on the stream here. Nate Hay says, I think the orders have to give Rodriguez a look before spending assets on another goalie. So the Oilers are one of those teams that have the goaltending woes like you have discussed. They had them earlier on this season. Skinner's game has been good. But if they were to spend assets and bring in somebody to work along with Skinner, it would be a mistake to do that before they at least give Rodriguez a look at the NHL level. 
Gosh, I I don't like spending the assets because the cupboards are bare. Yeah. You know, and just and I know the Oilers are in win now mode, but who are you going to get? You know? Yeah. Like I said before, Pickard I think has done a good job of of putting his finger in the dam a little bit and holding the fort, so to speak, so far. Um, I said I do think the Oilers need a three-goalie system, but maybe... Like I three like guys on the big team? Well, no, ah. just having a good guy in the minors that's that's able to play, and I think yeah. it's looking like they do. Um, you need you need guys playing. You can't have guys just sitting around and then if someone gets hurt or something happens, he has to go in and, and carry the mail. You have to keep it evenly distributed. Yeah. As for Rodrigue, I don't think he's he's the he's break glass in case you need him. All right. Um, let's see what Picard can do the rest of the year. If he can hold the fort and play some games and give Skinner some rest here and there, because we all know who's gonna probably start in game eighty three if the Oilers make the playoffs. Yeah. All right, number three. Vancouver Canucks, they're mm-hmm. they're a complete wagon this year. They're their goal differential plus forty three. Like this is just an unbelievable team that's so playing so well at the moment. And like I said, I I find them very scary. I I just think they have everything in place to do something very special for that organization. Being the the bridesmaids in the Stanley Cup final yeah. for three times now. Um, they, they just have, like, I, I talked about the pyramid of success for a Stanley cup. I think that's in place. Um, man, I, leading the Pacific division, it's, uh, they're a fun team to watch. I love the matte black helmets. Maybe that's part of it as well, but, uh, no, they're, they're a, for, that team is for real. Do you have any, uh, any Canuck fans in your life that are close to you? Like any buddies, anybody? All my old friends back home, yeah. They're, they're, they're hysterical. All... Canucks fans are so funny. My buddy Rob is such a big Canucks fan. And every time we get talking about it, I'm like, yeah, hey, that's a good year. It's going good, eh? It's always like this. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see. It's probably, you know, it's just the wheels are going to fall and Besser's not going to miss. JT Miller's going to miss. Like, there's no believers. Where yeah. are the believers among the Canuck faithful? They're they just have to... waiting to be disappointed. They have to be hoisting the cup for them to finally believe. Right? <laughs> oh, man. And I covered the decade of darkness here in town. People still believed when it yeah. started to turn for the Oilers. People believed. But for the Canucks, that's yeah, going to take a few playoff rounds, I think. All right. Great stuff, Gager. That was Taking a Lap, brought to you by our good friends at Backscape. When we come back, very short break here, this third break, and uh, we're going to get to Gabin. With Gager, you're not going to want to miss it. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention is at RedefinedHealth.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. 
when you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. (laughs) All right. Time now for Gabin with Gager. In Gager's world, brought to you by Pathfind. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. They can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Find your organization's path forward at pathfind.ca. Gager, where are we going tonight, my friend? Well, I know it's uh, we gave Streddy a little bit of a beating, so we're, we're going to give Streddy the night off tonight. But uh, tonight, Sounds I think... Good. We're going to hit something that everyone does this time of year. Uh, it's New Year's resolutions. I was uh, I was at the mall today, and I heard four people talking about how they're going to change their lives completely next year. So I have four things for you to implement in your life that could help you meeting those goals once you set your uh, New Year's resolutions. And like I mean, I know. Specifically or just anybody? Any, this is for everybody. Ryan. Anybody, okay. I mean, like everyone's been abusing the the amount of food they've been eating. Probably a little bit too much drink. You hear, oh, I'll I'll hit the uh, I'll hit the treadmill tomorrow. I mean, even your brother Rob won't even carry gifts to the car for Jamie, right? So everyone's been <laughs> taking true. the time off. Um, so number one, I got short term focus. Okay, so essentially. Results don't happen overnight. You have to implement a system. What is it? 21 days to to set a new standard or something new in your life to move forward with. So short-term focus is a necessity, especially when it comes to working out or, or, you know, you're, you're going for a walk every day. So maybe you're, you know, maybe you're riding the bike to to work instead of driving, things like that. Um, Number two, self-criticism so right sometimes it's failing to keep uh keep those resolutions and it's you feel guilty about it right so don't be too hard on yourself like set some goals don't be too lofty right set some goals that are attainable and maybe short term like little short term things that you can that Mm -hmm. you can have success right it's good stuff Uh, man yeah well yeah it's it's can't wait to hear number three (laughs) Uh, unrealistic expectations. All right. Uh, we all have, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop 30 and, and get on Instagram and start looking good again. Sometimes your goals are just too far out of reach, set something attainable, or maybe you just have steps like, just like a hockey game. You want to have a good first period, second period, third period. So don't, don't go too overboard with the, with the expectations. Um, last one, fourth, just be specific again, eat healthy, get in shape. They're too broad, right? Like maybe I want to lose five pounds in the next month or in the next two months, just short term, easy steps to follow, hit your goals and make 2024 one of the best years for yourself. Wow. David Goggins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> See, I had to do it. Like if Spreddy were here, you know where he'd go. He'd oh, be yeah. going, okay, Gager. Wow. So so how did these work for you in 2023? 
in January tough. of 2023. How did it I go? I didn't set him, but I got him now. I got or, him now. This is, or just don't I, set him. How's that? That's a fifth thing right there. That's a fifth don't thing. Don't set any. Won't be disappointed. <laughs> oh, I love it, buddy. That's It's really good advice, man. It's really good advice. And I think, like, I've, I've kind of gotten away from the New Year's resolutions because I just, if anything, I just allow that feeling of a fresh start to kind of kick in. Because sometimes yeah. just that feeling like, all right, fresh start, let's go. But I don't really make those, like, hardcore resolutions because I've never been a guy that can follow them. And then you feel like shit about yourself. And yeah, so it's just like, guilt. ah, yeah. But you know what? We're getting lots of great action on the stream. Uh, Gager, that's beautiful. We're getting. Um, Dylan McGregor says, got your back. Please make more fun of Struddy. We're trying to take a break from that. <laughs> JL said, this is an infomercial for Gager's financial advice. I wondered if you were going to turn that into, you know, and give me a call because I can help you. Uh, people can get a hold of me anytime they want. <laughs> they know where to find you. Uh, that was Gager's World brought to you by our great friends over at Pathfind. I like that. We'll ask some people about their New Year's resolutions here on the stream. Uh, Zuby, why don't you pop into the fist here, pal? Hop on in, why don't you? Uh, you got any New Year's resolutions, Zuby? And how are you at uh, keeping them, my friend? I would say I typically don't make them. We Not specifically like that because, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I try to find that fresh start. In the new year, um, I need to get more sleep. I need to lose some weight, but I'd rather focus it on the habits that I'd like to do. And that includes uh, getting more sleep, not snacking in the evening, which is hard sometimes when I'm up till uh, midnight or later doing this. And uh, a couple of other little things. I, I can be on my feet a little bit more for sure. You know what's hilarious, Gagers, is Zuby will, Zuby will run himself ragged. Because like we'll do... We'll do a post-game podcast on a Monday night and work till midnight, and then we'll have a Ray and Drags. Like, for those of you that don't know, uh, our company, Rev Media, pushes out the Ray and Drags hockey podcast as well, so we partner with them. And Chris does all the production on Ray and Drags. So we'll work till midnight, and then he'll be up at, like, 5 o'clock the next morning taping a Ray and Drags. So, so he finally decided he was going to take the odd night off. So that's where, you know, we have Steve, who's done a great job this year. So it'll be 1230 at night. We'll be deep into a podcast. We'll have a Ray and Dregs tomorrow morning. And we'll get into our Ask Us Anything segment. And there'll be a bunch of uh, questions on the stream <laughs> from this idiot. He didn't go to bed. He stayed up and watched the podcast and wanted to get chirpy on the, on the stream. But it's a huge difference because when I do this, once the live stream's over, then my my work rate goes way down. I put my, oh, the live stream's done. So I'm not up until midnight doing promos and stuff. I'm up until two. That's the problem. So watching the stream and going straight to bed is still a huge improvement than what I'm going to do yeah. tonight. And you got two little kids as well, man. Like sleep is such a premium in your world right now. You got to take advantage. Yeah. Yep. That's That's part of it for sure. Dave0904 says 12 to 14 hour fast daily minimum for me. Oh, that's interesting. That yeah, fasting. I hear lots about that fasting. Hey, Gager, you ever tried that? Um, Yeah, I, I did for a bit, but I, I don't, again, it wasn't really for me. I yeah, I end up yeah. wanting to face punch people. I get yeah, super grumpy no. if I don't get food in the morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, it was funny because I'm usually not hungry when I wake up, right? Mm -hmm. But then... It, within a, you know two hours i'm ravenous right mm -hmm. so i just have something small and then that usually i don't get that those hunger pains 
Time for Ask Us Anything brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Home is a feeling, right? And one of the biggest investments you'll ever make. Rini takes on just a select number of clients to give them a more personalized service. See why she was rated the number one individual agent this past year with her skilled negotiation and five-star client satisfaction serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Call Rini, 780-994-0280. Zuby, I, I couldn't find it, but there were some questions for Gager about his technical setup. Um, oh yes how are we describing the the cans on his head and the the death star float in front of his face there like what's Shoot, you're real, i don't think that? i i don't think i copied that one into my but somebody said the earmuffs and i forget what they called his microphone and some somebody another guy actually and i responded to him i can't remember his name right at this second either uh oh say it was saber something he offered to send he said i've got a couple of yeti uh yeti blue mics i'll send them to you guys but that is a yet that's a yeti mic right that's the snowball isn't it that's a snowball yeah yeah i'm all about i'm a yeti mug yeti everything people yeah people were people were running down your setup for sure so zuby you improved your setup you stopped that like that was yeah. happening every time you tried to talk. So you got your, you got a boom arm for the microphone. Yeah, now? I, I mounted yeah. the, I was, I sat here for an hour after the show the other night messing around with the cable. And when I held it up high, it stopped doing it. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm getting a boom. I better arm, and that's, elevate that's, the mic for whatever. I have no idea what the issue was there, but now you'll um, have to listen back to you. You're a little buzzy still. Like you're, yeah. you're almost pinning. You can hear that. Hey, Gager. Now I can. Yeah. His oh, well, audio level. That's was my that, level that? then. I'll ride my ride my level down here. Yeah, there's still oh, some tweaks to be made, but that um, <laughs> that hum, that uh, feedback, that hum, buzz I is, think gone. is gone. Uh, every once in a while, Gager <clears throat> on the stream uh, for our Ask Us Anything segment, I like kick my feet up a little bit and I just relax and I let Struds field the bulk of because people I talk way too much on this podcast. So <laughs> unless I feel I need to chime in, I'm going to relax right now and let you and Zuby do Ask Us Anything. Zuby will have. A bunch ready, fire him at Gager, and I'll raise my hand if I want to chime in. All right, this is the two two goalies and a guy show, then I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you we'll go. get to here. Um, and there's lots of goalie questions too, so that's good. I'll get to those. But let's start with this. Shane Matheson said, still rolling all four line, uh, still rolling all four lines all game and keeping everyone fresh. Coaches are sticking with it, and it's noticeable. Uh, it's a noticeable change. Uh, do you agree with that, Gager? Do you think that's had a big impact? That it was a huge because I remember seeing um, when Hamlin almost scored there. I looked at the clock; it was like ten minutes left in the third, right? And to have your coach have the confidence in in your line, as you know, in that bottom six kind of kind of zone where you're probably essentially just a grocery <laughs> divider at that point. Um, no, it, it installs confidence; it makes everyone feel like they're part of the game. I love that situation. The fact that they're out there against the 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 Kempe line too was was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And getting offensive chances. You heard Louis DeBrus talk about, wow, that that lines out there with uh, extended offensive zone and time and and creating chances. That's huge for the team. Uh, How's the touch long, Gager? 25 <laughs> seconds or so for each of these. That was, okay, that was a good 50 seconds right. or so. Was that uh, I will still referee here, so I got the whistle right. if you get a little too long. Go ahead, Zuby. Okay. Goodness. <laughs> um, 
Okay, uh, the Dr. Carpy says Lavoie looked good, not intimidated at all. Bitumen added, I'd like to see Lavoie. I, I wanted to see Lavoie with Dreisaitl. What did you think of Lavoie's game tonight? And uh, well, it sounds like Kane might be back in tomorrow, but uh, where does he fit in for you? Um, yeah, it, I mean, horrible penalty. Shouldn't have been a call. Had one good shot. I thought that uh, you can see the prowess there with the, with his shot. I had, He needs to play more, but uh, didn't... Didn't look too out of place, I don't think. I think this has already basically been announced, but Simple 101 says, I uh, think Pickard still starts tomorrow. And, uh, and 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 another person asked, and maybe you can just touch on this, do you think Pickard should be playing more than he is currently? Um, yeah, I, I do think he should be playing more. Uh, I think Skinner needs needs rest. That's a that's a mentally draining game right there. Of course, you go with, with Pickard tomorrow night. I'll pull one here off the stream. Mike Smith asked this earlier on. We didn't get to it. Um, why not start overtime with two defensemen? Always. Win-win brilliance. Uh, we saw Knobloch did that. I think one of his first overtimes with them where he had uh, a forward in 2D just in case you lose the draw. And then if you win the draw, the other D changes and out comes the second forward. And I don't believe they did that tonight. I think they had Bouchard, Drysaddle, and McDavid. What do you think, Gager? Well, the first time he did that was at home too, right? So he has last change. Um, I think the reason we saw what he did was because he had to put out Connor. The he had to put out his guys first, um, and maybe he didn't want to. I don't know. Start that way with two B. Yep, I like the two D men. Um, I think it should always be two D men and your best face off guy, because you you snap it back. D-man goes back, two guys can change right away or or what have you and get your, your more offensive players on. Just in case you lose the draw, though, you have two D-men and a maybe more defensive-minded centerman uh, to hopefully hold the fort until you can get your guys out there. Okay, Norm Camp has a good question here. He says, my question, what did LA do in the first that they stopped doing the rest of the game or it was was it just that 97 took over? No, they they stopped their Ford check. They were in on everything in that first period. If you've recorded, if you record the game, they always when the Oilers made a pass, they were th- within feet of of the the next guy with the puck. Uh, second period, they sat back trying to do that three one three one, but the Oilers countered that by keeping the puck, dumping it in creating havoc down low and winning puck battles. That's another big thing. You can't just dump the puck and that's it. You got to win those battles and get the puck back and start creating chances in the offensive zone. But if the Kings would have stayed with their game plan, um, I think it could have been a different outcome. I got another one here. Brandon Farrell says, Gager, I was at the game way back when against the Leafs, when Cujo got hurt and you had to come in. What were you thinking when you had to jump in and face Gilmore, Clark, and Sundin? Um. <laughs> I don't think it was Cujo. It was I, Freddie Brathwaite was pulled, wasn't he? Maybe oh, it was Cujo. I, I'm just I'm reading it here. Brand, for, um, Brandon, said. I didn't have time to think, so really, <laughs> it was it was more like I hope I had I could find my gloves and get out there at that point. But uh, no, that was a that was a tough one because I think we came back in that game and Matt Sundin decided enough's enough and and blew one five hole and ended it. Zuby, two more, and then we'll get to our gem of the day. So, Gager, you can start thinking about the gem of the day. Okay, uh, Bitchman wants to know, uh, if there was a goalie trade to be made for uh, the Oilers 
who would you want to see? Who would you be targeting? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, this is completely hypothetical, but you, you know, I, I think I would like to see just because of the way that the Oilers play. Um, I think it's UC Soros that I'd like to see with the, with the Oilers. I love the way he plays ability to make the big save. And although he's small in stature, the, the guy's a beast in that, um, second would have maybe be Gibson, but, uh, I I'd have to, I need these questions in advance and a little bit more research. Askarov <laughs> got his first win tonight. He is the, uh, first round pick for the predators picked up his first NHL win, um, that was a name that we were bandying about a little bit before because if they're going to sign Soros long term, I mean, that guy's going to be a starter at some point, yeah. So, you'd think Nashville will part ways with him at a certain point, especially if it looks like that Soros deal will get done. Last one, Zubers, okay. Two quick chirp, uh, a quick chirp, and then I'll get to a last question. Oh, great. Uh, Gomez had a couple quick chirps today. He said, uh, I had struds in the shootout before Derek Ryan. I thought that was funny. And, oh. he, and he also said uh, Shogger has to get to has to put some of that flooring on the back of Gager's wall as well to match up the, <laughs> do. match up our backdrops here. You do. Oh. You keep coming on. <laughs> just get... if we cover up that window with some flooring. I'll just put can I put a green screen on there and then you can just put whatever you want. <laughs> sure. We'll get you anyway. Get you back okay. in an NHL net. Yeah. And here's the last question from ADN. Uh, ask us anything for Gager. How terrifying is it to be the goalie in a shootout? I don't, do you, the shootout was, you didn't play in an NHL shootout, right? But I'm sure you've been. No, but when I, when I went to Europe, it was, it was a big part of it. Um, you know, it was more nervous watching if you weren't playing than in it. Once you're in it, you're kind of, you're so focused on who's going to be shooting. Have I gone up against them before? And and what was their what was their tendencies and and what they like to do? That's what I kind of never really too nervous. All right, that was ask us anything. Brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan. As we wrap the pod tonight, let's get to our gem of the day. Brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sport, United Sport and Cycle. Their annual Boxing Day week is now on. Their sale, scratch and save, ten to sixty percent off store wide and site wide. Time to get yourself what you did not get under the tree at Christmas time. Visit unitedsport.ca. Gager, other than those headphones and that microphone, what else is gem of the day today, pal? Uh, I just uh, I love bringing up your brother Rob with the <laughs> massive blunder that he had uh, he not did. bringing his wife's gifts to, <laughs> to Christmas. That is an all timer that you're. Not only is it the gem of the day, but it will be the gem of Christmas for years to come. Yeah. Your grandkids yeah. will talk about this moment, Ryan. That story so. is never going <laughs> anywhere. Uh, by the way, somebody had a suggestion for gem of the day. Uh, did did Louie call Drew Doughty daddy on the broadcast oh, tonight? I think he did, yeah. And look, I'm not making fun of Louie. He is fantastic. But it is funny if he if he dropped a daddy on Drew Doughty. Uh, and I think he corrected himself. So that was, that was a pretty funny moment as well. Uh, okay, Gager, great job, buddy. Back-to-back pods. Loved having you on. Thanks so much. Will you come back and join us again? Oh, yeah, for sure, you guys. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me on. Have an awesome, safe New Year's, and uh, we'll see everybody in 2024. Right on, pal. Maybe one of the nights when Brownie can't make it, we'll uh, we'll get you in with Struds and I, and I'll just sit back and let the fireworks fly between you two. 
It'll be on. Ding, ding. Ding, freaking ding. Zuby, great job, my friend. We'll see you in the new year. It's been a pleasure, pal. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year to you both. All right. Thanks to all of you for joining us here on Got Your Back on the live stream, YouTube and Twitter and podcast form, however you consume our content. We would like to say thank you for another successful year here on Got Your Back and looking forward to a pile of podcasts coming up in 2024. Until then, just a few days away, stay safe, have a great New Year's, and we'll chat real soon. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Strutty. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.